Okay, so, so far week two of Muay Thai, um, I'm the only one that's southpaw as in left-handed and everyone's right-handed and we were doing like mat work and some of the people there, like this fine older black gentleman, he kicked with the force of a thousand suns. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm probably gonna get my arm torn off and then we have to do clenching. I mean, to me, it just seems so romantic. You have to hold the back of your opponent's hand and hold them close to you. And, you know, I try to back up, but then our professor said, no, put your hips closer to that person. So I'm thinking this is getting very, very awkward. And I'm starting to feel self-conscious. Like, do I have a mustache? I mean, how does my breath? <laughs> and it's a lot of men, so hella strong people so nice. Nice. almost first month so probably in like three to six months i'll probably give you guys an update how i'm doing a muay thai and then we're also doing like shin conditioning so uh, my shins hurt like a bitch <laughs> yes rockley it up best friend uh, <laughs> uh so yesterday i went to the zoo yay first time in years honestly i haven't been to the zoo in years um but i went to the zoo and of course it was saturday and it was it was nice outside. It's like 60 something. So it was brief. Nice. So of course everybody and their mama was there. And I mean, everybody and their mama. Okay. But like I parked, I walked up to meet a friend there so that we could start, you know, walking around the zoo and connected to our, so our zoo is in this whole park system. Okay. In Houston. Right. And if you live in Houston, you know that, but there's a train that can take, that will take you around the park. So I passed by the train station. There's a little gift shop on the walk over to the zoo. And this little family comes out as this white man, this Asian looking woman, and they're obviously biracial ass child. Um, <laughs> and he has a toy train in his hand. And as I pass by, the daddy like looks down and he's like, oh my God. And so he takes the toy train out of the little boy's hand. And the mama was like, I didn't even notice. And the little boy was like, but I want it. And lo and behold, y'all, this little fucker stole the train at the fucking gift shop. <laughs> and like, I was this close to just turning around and being like, let the little boy have the train. He got out of the gift shop successfully. You know what? Just like, fuck capitalism. Let this little boy go <laughs> home with the train. You know what I'm saying? They probably overcharging for it anyway. Um <laughs> You know, he did well. He snuck out and he got that train. Not even because <laughs> the little boy was like two, maybe three years old. So, of course, he was just like, I like this train. And he just picked it up and left. So I was just like, you should have just went to the car, not paid attention. Let this little boy have a train. <laughs> Do I think that you should have like, like been like, OK, well, you got this train, but you can't keep doing that. You have to. I mean, you should have made it clear afterwards. You can't just steal stuff out of like stores because you're going to get caught and go to jail. But like, I'm well, just, the parents will go to jail. But then again, this is Texas. So I think they'll probably charge the kid. They would charge the kid like and he's a little biracial ass kid. They would charge the kid. Um, So I'm just saying, like, you know, just you should just let the baby have a train that's all like the just let the baby have a train um anyway speaking of babies and trains and fucking capitalism welcome back to confrontational millennials um i'm nikki alley and i'm bell mars um today we're going to talk about 
the generations it's a double feature today um but before we get to our main topic we're gonna go through um the shit y'all pulled on twitter this week in our <laughs> favorite game yay or nay yay or nay still working on the jingle still working on that jingle maybe in time for christmas who knows yeah. uh, okay so Better O'Rourke said, y'all thought I was gone, but bitch, you're wrong. <laughs> I may have lost that election last time by the skin of my teeth, but guess what? I'm running for Texas governor and I'm going to shove over that Hot Wheels ass having uh, <laughs> asshole having right out his chair. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's, is that ableist? That's not nice. I don't shove that man out of his chair. Um, even yeah. I mean, but if he accidentally maybe falls down the stairs, yeah. what can you do? Um, I'm more like him as a person, not him as a disability. I right, mean, like, I just, you know, just because he just has a disability doesn't mean that he can't be a hateable person. Because that face, by itself, hateable. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Just want to crane kick it. <laughs> that's right. Do you know what? And she's been practicing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he's announced his run for governor of Texas on the 15th of november this past monday um so do you think he's gonna have a better chance this time than he did last time um i mean personally i remember i like beto ward but i'm thinking the big issue is like when he was running for president he needs to learn how to read the room because mm-hmm. kind of saying like i want to ban all guns it's not best i mean don't get me wrong i don't think everyone should have a gun but this is texas people love guns i don't mind using a gun i know how to shoot guns gun safety that's like the top of it so he probably needs to change his messaging um i mean that's great that he's uh bilingual but probably needs to change his messaging and read the room uh to probably win texas votes because we are still pretty conservative mm-hmm. um so you probably need to get people to win that and i'm guessing we're actually at most we are purple but we are redistricting so he just needs to learn how to read the room just don't say i want to legalize all drugs um <laughs> because I mean, I don't have a problem with, but (laughs) yeah, I think it was like regulated. That's fine. But I'm guessing a lot of people probably get put off on that message. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just think he needs to read the room and just kind of like tailor his message to be more Texan. Because I know even here, liberal people in Texas don't mind guns, or maybe they think some drugs should be illegal, though. I'm guessing if you regulate all the drugs, it probably would be fine because there's less of a reason to like ban marijuana. Yeah. But you know, at the state level, it's one thing, but at the federal level, it's something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think he has a pretty solid chance because, like, I don't think anyone liked Greg Abbott at this point. Like, there's a very small percentage of people who like Greg Abbott. Like, yeah, I mean, I have one friend that enjoys Greg Abbott, but I'm just thinking, does text? I think Texans hate de- Democrats more than they uh, hate Republicans. I mean, that's the reason why Ted Cruz got elected. That's true, but I mean, I don't know. Like that kerfuffle this year with the ice storm, like his mask mandate. Now I know, like the the fact that he didn't he threw out mask mandates. I'm just saying, like, I think he's trying to been, I think he's, he's been trying to like, re like, like, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
reimagine his image or kind of remake yeah like re read yeah like rebrand himself after the fact that he literally almost let us freeze to death um like i don't know like i did i just think like the fact that ted cruz literally almost lost like a couple years ago and greg abbott like fucked up so badly i don't know i think that there's a slim chance that he might win i'm just saying like and yeah, believe- I mean, he behaved well during the freeze storm because where Ted Cruz ran off to Cancun, Beto O'Rourke was there in El Paso helping his constituents and uh, find warm places. And on top of that, El Paso was on a different grid because, I mean, as a concerned Texas, the fact is we have to go look for like voting laws. To me, that's equivalent of trying to like make laws to regulate Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying, like, I think he has like a better chance this time around only because like he was so close last time he clearly still has the backing I would I don't think he's probably lost any of that can substantially and just the fact that like again Hot Wheels is not everybody's favorite person and so like like last year so I don't know I feel like he he could have a shot but again this is just me guessing as someone who does not keep up with the political sphere that often other than to point and laugh at y'all like what's his face and the simpsons when you do something stupid um (laughs) yeah so i'm also a little bit concerned because you know a lot of parents because i think there's a lot of astroturfing going on Mm because i'm pretty sure not every one of those parents are actually genuinely concerned parents no. So, and you know, with Texas school board. So I'm going to try and do like digging to see all those dark money. Cause I'm thinking, are you saying every parent is really concerned with their parent kids running critical race theory and mental health and diversity? Oh, we're going to, we're going to get to that and other things that the parents did this past week. But yes, uh, there's definitely some, some paid people up in there, just paid to, to walk up in there and act the fool um but yeah no I think he has a little bit of a shot I hope he does because I'm tired of that man I've been tired of that man yeah I mean we're like a race to the bottom with Florida right um also on Monday uh it was national oh no it was America recycles day never mind America recycles day um in which everybody thought it would be cute to remind people who use twitter um and i guess other social platforms to reduce reuse and recycle which is all good and well you know you should care about the environment you shouldn't litter you should recycle your plastics and all other things where you can um but I think it also brings up the popular fact of the onus is still on the people like that people are kind of making it like oh only you can prevent fire forest fires like shut the fuck up bitch (laughs) (laughs) no I can't so do you think that like do you think that this kind of messaging actually helps with you know climate change like managing landfills um reusing recyclable biodegradables all of that shit do you actually think that this any like this kind of thing helps or do you think they're just pandering um for businesses and things of that nature 
I think there is kind of pandering for businesses. And I think probably go more my tin hat conspiracy theory is that I think it's a lot of astroturfing going on. Because at the end of the day, the one who probably has the biggest impact are the corporations. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking it's probably like this American thing of like, oh, it's up to the individual to save everyone. Mm-hmm. Or like only you can get forest fire. Like the forest fire in California was actually passed was because the, um, the, not the power grid failing, but the power line falling down, which is the corporation responsibility. So California is dry. The the power grid hasn't been in place since like the 1920s. So that failed and like it fall down. And so the corporations don't really pay. So every time I can think of numerous situations where these corporations are like dumping and like not doing their part being carbon neutral and they just blame it on other people. Like, Oh, the reason why there's so many bottles because you don't recycle your bottles, not knowing the fact that before we had bottles, we actually had glass bottles and glass bottles back in the day, you can just always trade them in mm-hmm. and just recycle them. So therefore they said, oh, it's the fact that you buy plastic bottles, the reason why uh, turtles are dying in the sea, not knowing because you're the one manufacturing these bottles, you can probably manufacture something else. Yeah. Um, yeah, as per usual, I think y'all are trying to, you're trying to cover a bullet hole with a Band-Aid. Um, I mean, that's what it feels like. It feels like you just shot me in the arm. But let me, let me paint a picture for you. You shot me in the arm, you being corporations. You shot me in the arm. And then you said, oh, you have a first aid kit right there. Use your Band-Aid to cover up the bleeding. And so then you slap a Hello Kitty Band-Aid on my bleeding arm and like you were like it's fixed and it's like no uh you still shot me like (laughs) you still shot and I'm still bleeding out that is the that okay now put that into to plastics and shit you're literally not manufacturing anything you manufacture plastics because it's cheap for you Right. Uh, let's be clear about that right now. And the only reason we all buy plastic bottles, again, like Belmar said, is because there's no alternative. Where am I? What am I supposed to buy that doesn't cost me an arm and a leg? Like, I don't know, like water you claim is from the waterfalls of Argentina that like I'm supposed to then recycle properly. Like you don't come here with this bitch. Kirkland, if Kirkland wanted to, they could like make some fucking like glass bottles or some shit. To buy, yeah. I need y'all to stop like sitting up here acting brand new. Y'all are you just again? You just shoot someone and you're like, you're fine. Here's a bandaid, and yeah. I'm just, I'm like, I stop yeah. to fix your problem. You caused the problem. Yeah. So it reminds me of this term. I just looked it up. It's called Darvo which is deny, attack, reverse victim, and offender. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a joke that was made and was popularized by South Park. It was originally a term that was used in psychology. Mm -hmm. So they say like, we're not polluting oil. I mean, you're the one polluting the oil. I mean, we're the victim here. You're the guy who's attacking us. I mean, Trump did it all the time through his um, presidential Mm -hmm. uh, run as president. So, and I noticed a lot of companies instead I realized, okay, as a corporation, the safety begins at the top. They just blame the bottom people like, oh, it's not our fault that Amazon's so bad. I mean, it's all these workers. I mean, we're not responsible for peeing in bottles. I mean, I guess people just look at certain things and just don't ask different questions like, oh, shame on you guys for pissing in bottles. I'm thinking, but 
how, I mean, why are they pissing in bottles as in, have you created an environment that they had to piss in bottles and not do anywhere else? Yeah, like pe- people would not be mass pissing in bottles unless they had no choice but to mass piss in bottles. Like one or two people pissing in a bottle, it would be like, oh, maybe they just nasty. But if like 10 plus, like 15, 20, tens of people are like, oh yeah, I couldn't take a bathroom break and I had to piss in this bottle, then you should be going, hmm, why is Amazon uh, truck carriers pissing and bought? Why? Hmm. You don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to figure out that something is not right here. <laughs> so I just want to tell everyone on social media, whoever came up with this fake ass day, um, please talk to the CEOs, the CFOs, the COOs, whatever C letter letter. <laughs> <laughs> you need to talk to and not me because I, I didn't create the, again, you shot me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now you're trying to gaslight me into thinking I shot myself and you're just trying to help me. That's not, that's not how this works. Okay. So stop right. making up these fake holidays in which you're like, Oh my gosh, guys, be a pretty person and do this thing. No, I've always been a good person. You talk to, uh, uh, fucking Jeff Bezos and the rest of those fuckers up there, Elon Musk and shit. And you tell them that they need to get their shit together and not me. That's all I'm saying. Coming on my goddamn bird app and telling being a bird and telling me to, to recycle. I recycle every day, bitch. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Julius Jones, um, who was. And uh, let me look this up really quick because I don't want to get the facts wrong, but he was on death row up until um, Wednesday um, for a murder that he did not commit. Um, And he's apparently been on death row for years. Um, Okay, but he was commuted um, on Wednesday um, to, to have life in prison without the possibility of parole. Um, instead of going through with his execution, um, he, um, he's been scheduled since 1999. Please like he's older. He please like let this seep in. He's old. He's been scheduled to be like executed longer than some Gen Zers have been alive. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, um, but like after like, and I would like to think after like a lot of different like communities and like uh, organizations came together and basically um, put together these like letters that you could send to the Oklahoma, um, to the Oklahoma, you know, the, the legislature basically yeah. asking for its freedom, the judiciary and all of that. Um, they commuted his sentence, but now he's, he's innocent. And a lot of the facts in his case don't line up. Um, so, um, I won't get into, cause I don't know the whole entire, like, Joel, like the case. Um, but I think, yeah, they, they convicted him of Howell's murder. Um, so, uh, and we'll get to something else in the judiciary system that did not work out this week. But, um, do you think that there's a possibility since, it's like there was a lot of backing of millions of people basically getting him out of the death sentence that there may be a possibility that they can get him out of prison as a whole. 
Yeah, I think it could be possible because I know there's a lot of evidence to say, oh, they had his DNA at the crime scene and everything. Um, from what I know about it, it's a bit minimal. And then they also said, no, there's too much compelling evidence to get him in jail. So they said, because uh, I remember Bernice King Mm-hmm. on twitter said okay we need to abolish the death penalty and someone who wasn't educated on who she was say like oh you shouldn't do that because if your family was murdered um you will probably want the death penalty but your family wasn't murdered and she said someone in my family was murdered because bernice king it's a daughter of dr martha luther king jr yeah, so she know. had people in her family who was murdered and exactly. she said okay half people in family were murdered need to abolish the death penalty um because there's a lot of because I know financially speaking, there, it costs more money to kill people than it is to like keep them, um, keep them alive in prison for life. So life without parole. So I think there could be like have another look at the case because the Julius claimed that I guess his friend at the time, I'm guessing one of the partners at the crime scene, uh, was the one that probably framed him. His friend does deny that. So I think they should probably be another look at the case because, you know, it was a black man, young black man, killed a white uh, businessman. So I think, because the family of the white businessman said, no, we need to keep him in jail, kill my father. And, but a lot of people say, no, there's a lot more going at this time. So just probably don't put him on death row because, because I know like a lot of racist racist people on Twitter say, oh, black people like 13% of the population commit 50% of the crime. I'm thinking 95% of the exonerations are also black people too. So how many of those 50% actually committed the crime or who were falsely accused? Right. That's how favorite things to throw around racist. Like y'all are over here like, oh, you're only 13% of the populations, but you paid 15%. What about how many crimes you commit, damn it? Who are the other 50% if it's not mostly y'all? <laughs> yeah, because I'm thinking you try to push my other details like, okay, how many percent of the population are white people? I don't know, maybe 90 something percent. Okay, how many percent of the population of the white people commit crimes? I don't know. So they like to pour out the 13, 50% and I'm thinking, which is called most likely false. So, right. Like y'all made those numbers up. I don't believe them whatsoever. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Uh I mean, I hope so. I hope so because of the like few details that I read about this case, um, I don't think he did it. Like, right. like it doesn't make any sense. Like, uh, even they, a lot of places have reported that they don't have like substantial evidence to be able to say he did it anyway. And so I'm just kind of like, so you put this man in jail because he's black and you knew nobody in 1999 nobody was gonna like sit up there and be all like ah fight for the negroes rights no (laughs) oh okay like i'm just saying so hopefully you know because the other things of similar nature have happened where black men have even after spending years and years and years in jail have only gotten like justice in the last couple of years so i'm hoping that like you know somebody is already working on the case they're already like reviewing all these details and that hopefully he can um you know he can come back into society even though this society is shit but you know like you still deserve better than to rot in jail um so yeah no the the death penalty i mean like i (laughs) Am I going to reveal my thoughts about the death penalty? I feel like the death penalty should only be for people who have committed acts against children, like they've murdered a child 
or like right. they've sexually assaulted a child in some way, shape, or form. Not um, fetus, child. A child, yeah. Not a not a fetus, like a like they're out of their mother's womb and they're breathing. Child. Like that's 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 who. Like I don't murdering people going on a murder like if you've murdered like you're a serial killer okay sure that too but like um if you just murdered one person girl just I don't know spend the rest of your life in jail I don't I don't feel the need to like an eye for an eye like you know even though Gandhi wasn't the greatest person alive he did still say some things that made sense so like (laughs) I'm just saying um yeah, so no, hopefully I think that maybe in a couple years time, hopefully he can get out of jail. Um, they'll be able to to find the actual, if not find the actual person, then at least to like, you know, um, be able to free him because he deserves, you know. So yeah, let's move on to the, you know, actual shitty thing, I guess. Do I want to move on to that? Um, what else do I have? No, wait, before that, something lighthearted. Um Warner Brothers is purposely copying off Nintendo <laughs> by <laughs> making a Super Smash Brothers-like game that they are going to call Multiverses, which is the most uninspired name I've ever heard in my life, in which they have put together a lot of your favorite characters into a fighting simulator, um, which will include Batman, Arya Stark, Bugs Bunny, and more. And from this picture, it looks like we're also getting Jake the dog and mm. Garnet from. So, I mean, a lot of people that I like. Um, <laughs> but I ask you this with, in all of this, in the fact that Warner Brothers, they make good animation, I'll give them that. But the fact that most of their projects recently have been absolute garbage do you think that they'll be able to make a good video game like a good fighting simulator video game i don't know because i think it's kind of like a copy of a copy because you know there's this and you know top and then nickelodeon made their own crossover game and i'm thinking warner brothers say hey we want a little bit of that as well so they're trying to make their crossover game so i'm not fully sure so I mean, I mean, because I love Smash Brothers mm-hmm. and I think nothing can probably outdo this latest Smash Brothers. So they probably have their work cut out for them. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably just say it's maybe kind of like one of those copies of the time. So maybe it might be okay. Probably not the best game ever, but I'm just thinking if you want a cheap game to pick up and pull down, I think it's probably perfect. Cool. I mean, I would have to agree. Like I said, Warner Brothers has really been missing the last couple of projects that they have tried. So I don't have a lot of hope. But if you think that I'm not going to find someone who has this game so that I could play as fucking Garnet from Steven <laughs> Universe and weep everyone's ass, then you're wrong. I'm going to do it. Like, so I would, I would try it. Would I own it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But like, I would, I would, if somebody had this game, I would attempt to, I would play it. I play just to see what it's about. And I would have very low expectations and maybe they'll surprise me. So yeah, I think you should just go into this game with low expectations. Uh, mostly because it's called multiverses. Brits, you could even come up with something better than that. What? Yeah. Who is on the phone outside and I can hear y'all? <laughs> <laughs> 
Sometimes. Yeah, because I think of like other crossovers that are good, like Marvel versus Capcom's a great mm-hmm. crossover. I love that one. Uh, of course, Smash and that crossover. I mean, I think PlayStation also tried to have this crossover, but to me, it's just too much like Smash. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm thinking they're probably not going to go for like Game of the Year, but I'm guess a cheap cash grab at this point. Mm-hmm. Most likely. So yeah, y'all. You know, if you're gonna play it, don't expect much. Um. Oh, this is also stupid, but I'll mention it. Um, CPAC 2022 um, is coming after y'all's faves, specifically y'all's baby's faves. Um, because they said that Bert and Ernie, Elmo, and Big Bird are not allowed to the annual political conference. Now, before I ask you <laughs> my question, um... Let us not forget that this is a children's cartoon <laughs> about <laughs> it's a children's cartoon to teach children, you know, numbers, colors, writing, moral, morality, things of that nature. Um, do you think that this makes the Republican Party look worse than it already does? <laughs> so Elmo can't come to the Republican Party and talk about trickle-down economics because Emma likes getting toys. (laughs) I mean, I think it's also hypocritical because I'm thinking right now the Republicans only work good if they're underdogs. And right now they're just trying to just create dumbass like culture wars things because they can't really argue Biden about, oh, you're not creating enough jobs. You're not creating enough anything. So they're just kind of making throwing what's on the wall and making what stick because let's not forget not like earlier this year they're complaining that we're trying to cancel culture star wars we're trying to cancel culture like dr seuss and here there are cancel culturing sesame street because all because big bird was talking about getting the vaccine big bird is technically canonically speaking six and also sesame street supposed to be like um inner school supposed to be like uh urban area so they have like different types of people in urban areas and i know new smash is complaining about the fact that you have an asian american puppet like oh you're probably putting race and things with don't belong because i'm thinking at the end of the day kids notice things and like i notice okay me being the only like when i was in kindergarten i'm the only one with dark skin i'm the only one with hair like this and everyone else is you know, lights has pale skin or long straight hair and I'm the only one with my hair twisted up. So I'm thinking we do notice things and I'm thinking we do talk about them. We have better language to communicate things. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking I am curious for white people. What do white people talk? Well, how do white people approach their kids about race? Because my hypothesis about white people is that they don't like to talk about it and like hey look chocolate man don't point at that man don't talk about race mentioning race is racist i'm thinking not really because i know especially in black households we do talk about race and like you have to be careful because you know how people see you Mm -hmm. and so it's something we notice early on because I even noticed that with my family thinking huh my mom's light skin my sister's light skin and I'm dark skin like my dad huh that's odd Mm -hmm. so I guess when we mention race and I'm just thinking they're just uh just making them look petty and stupid but I'm just thinking they're just trying to get 
brownie points to a certain crowd. So they're playing to a certain crowd where I think that's scaring a lot of people away. I mean, the ideals of like republic uh, conservatism, like individualism and uh, working hard. I mean, if, if the conservatives were like that, because I do believe um, to an extent that people are in charge of their own destiny. If they try to do like that and create jobs and try to get it, that would be great. But right now they're just complaining about critical race theory, uh, football, and all these different like cultural war things, which just just make everything so political where it wasn't before, like vaccine mandates. There were always vaccine mandates, bruh. So... I mean, to me, it just makes them look bad, and I'm just more turned off for the Republican Party, but I'm just thinking they're just playing to a certain base. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think they're scrambling to stay relevant and attacking, again, like you said, a bunch of, like, monster puppets (laughs) that are made for children is the lowest that you can go in a blow. Like, if you don't like Sesame Street, then just say that and walk away. Like, you don't, first of all, I'm pretty sure Elmo don't want to go to your political uh, annual conference, okay? Elmo has things to do, like uh, skiing in Aspen with Lil Nas X, okay? That's what he (laughs) likes to do with his time. He also has a talk show, and Bert and Ernie are living their lives as a gay couple. Don't argue me, Um, okay? (laughs) And Big Bird is out here living his best life. Why would they waste time with your petty asses? You have nothing going for you, okay? Nothing. <laughs> Who are you? You're not Elmo. Um, I'm just saying, like, I don't, I, it's so, it, it looks desperate. I think you, I think you're right in that they, it looks like they're literally just making themselves look worse than what they already look. Like, yeah. and of course, like when you have people who are so, brainwashed and who are so like sheeple like they like to claim everybody else is they're not they're always going to be there for you but if you think you're going to get new engagement from something like this you're not like all you're getting is a bunch of like you know people who don't like you clowning you on the I don't understand somebody somebody explain this to me why do y'all like being clowned on the internet are well, you- I'm guessing it's probably like martyr combos. Like, see, they're attacking me. They they hate me because I'm saying the truth because I have haters. And when you have haters, you're doing something right. Maybe that's why. Or I- <laughs> probably someone gassing them up. I don't know. I guess. But like, what? Like, find something else to do find something else to do like y'all y'all are drowning in a sea of your own issues again you're doing the same things that the companies are doing where you shoot people and then you're like oh my god but it's your fault (laughs) yeah the darvo deny attack reverse victim and offender like oh you call me what i just say oh if i just say a bunch of black people are monkeying it up that's not racist. You're racist for assuming that I'm racist. And now you're attacking me by calling me racist, which is more offensive than me, than what I originally said. It's just, y'all live in a world that the rest of that I don't understand. Um, to your point about like, I, do, I think what black, but I, I think white people also, they do that thing about, about race where they don't talk, but like, I don't, I don't think I entirely believe that they don't talk about it. I think they talk about it in like, 
I don't think they talk about it in a nuanced way. Like I, I can say for myself, when I was a kid, a lot of people like, just as an example, like as a story, when I was a kid, like I was good at Spanish because I would obsessively play my Spanish tapes in the car when my mom was driving me to and from school. And so I was good at the Spanish tapes that we had. Um, and one kid said it was because I was brown. <laughs> and of course, I didn't understand that at the time. I'm like, I am brown, but like I also practice. And mm-hmm. like the teacher told him that wasn't it. It was because one of my parents was Hispanic. um to which my mother when she came to pick me up that day said um neither my husband and I are Hispanic you literally just should have said that she probably practices with her tapes like an actual professional person would say like what's wrong with you like if you want to see change in your students you just say that you just say that you probably practices Timothy maybe you should do a little more practicing what's wrong there so it's just kind of like they talk about it in the only way that they can kind of understand it, which is like, this person is brown, this person is black, this person is this, and those are the absolutes. And then they don't go into details. They don't go into this or that. They're just kind of like, oh, this person probably looks like this because one of their parents is white or one of their parents is this, or I don't know, like one, and they don't go into like, and they're like, slavery happened, this happened, blah, that's it. Don't go into details. Don't go into like, you know, how it all happened. Just as long as you know that is a thing that happened, you don't need to know and that it's over and that we can, so we can move past it. Then you don't need to know all of the other shit that happened as a result. They feel like, I feel like they think that they cover big buckets of things that they don't have to cover every single drop of water that is in that bucket. Yeah. And I guess it's kind of frustrating to me because I remember like all these states were passing CRT bills where say, oh, if it makes anyone feel uncomfortable about their race or religion, um, race or gender or whatever, I'm just thinking, how do you think Black people feel? Because I'm thinking with me, with our generation, anytime we learn about Black people, just slavery, Emancipation Proclamation, civil rights, and Black president, that's it. And I guess it's kind of disappointing for me from a Black person thinking our people didn't do anything else. Right. And I know they try to talk about with the, with the 1619 Project when they talk about the fact that many Black people were always fighting for like reparations. Because fun fact, I was listening to the 1619 Project on the radio and she was talking about how many times, even in the past, Black people always fought for reparations, like the first Black person to sue, like first Black slave, like in the 1780s, who sued was a slave named Belinda Sutter. Get it. Namesake. (laughs) And she sued for reparations and she won it from her master. And there was also another Black woman who was a dishwasher, who it was after the Emancipation Proclamation and all these Black people who were poor, um, injured, you know, handicapped after being the slave, she decided, okay, I'm going to sue the U.S. government because the U.S. government took all of this uh, cotton from the South and was worth like $69 million. Mm -hmm. So she said, I'm going to sue them and we're going to need to get reparations. I mean, well, she didn't call it reparations. I guess she called it more like union um, payment. So Mm -hmm. And the U.S. government thinking, oh, hell no, nah, we're not going to let this Negro get away with this. So she ended up going to jail for mail fraud because, you know, she ran this organization and because they had to mail in their membership fees. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so they said, because you're like million money, you're going to go to jail for defrauding all these people. I mean, so. that's, I mean, that's just, <laughs> we shouldn't get into this, but I mean, like somebody said it the best, I think on a TikTok the other day, she was like, she was talking about how she had like a, she either going into a master's in African-American studies or something like that. She was talking about how, yeah, like we, the, um, slavery by itself made mostly the South $4 billion, not accounted for inflation. And I was just kind of like, and you didn't give a single cent of that back to us. <laughs> like, yes. And I'm guessing even worse, like there's even like companies today that still mm-hmm. use like had their start during sleep, like Brooks uh-huh. Brothers, um, the health insurance company Aetna used to like work in insurance slaves. I'm not sure how it worked. Like, okay, you killed your slave. Here's another slave. <laughs> a trade. <laughs> buy one get one slave free you you enslave this slave you beat it too hard here's a insurance policy with it. i mean yeah it's fucked up but yeah <laughs> i mean but that we have to laugh about it so we don't cry um yeah so and i think it's important like that so many people were involved in american history and the fact that they're whitewashing history i'm thinking you're not teaching everyone the full history mm-hmm. so we don't get to know everything and i'm guessing it depends from like different groups like, that's all my people did and of course, when we hear from like our grandparents and everyone else and thinking, oh, this what happened, I'm thinking, were you aware or so? Yeah, you don't think how it makes like other people feel uncomfortable or the fact that like even Asian Americans were here as early as the Wild West days, but mm-hmm. with the Chinese Exclusion Act. So and we don't learn the truth until like college. So I guess that's also very frustrating. Right. And then some of us don't learn it in college, like just just to put, throw that out there. So it's like it's not about. So just say this. It's not about everybody else's, which at the end of the day, POC outnumber um, white people. But like you're more concerned with the feelings and the comforts and your fees and the the tears and the white tears of the white people and your white children. You don't care about. Because I think like Sunny Huston said this the best, like she had some, I don't know who the fuck she had on there, some white lady that looked like she had one foot in the grave and she was probably 40. Um, But she had some white lady on there and Sunny Huston, like on The View, basically was like, what about the black children? Because the woman was going off about how it makes children. I'm like, she's like, what about black children? What about about black parents? (laughs) What about she's like, so we don't give a fuck about them? Is that what you're saying? I'm just (laughs) saying like, that's that's what you'll sound like. Um even lbgt history and all that so yeah so just kind of like painting everything with a white brush literally Mm -hmm. literally you don't care about intersectionality you don't care about any of that shit you don't even care about like the white gay kids that like like you're just like white cis straight children are our future and it's like there are so little little of those people jesus christ um in fact there's more the gay history like we don't get to learn about stonewall legalization of gay marriage so it's it's a lot of history that we don't get to know and i'm guessing there's also a lot of history that are false like you know like the propaganda of like the daughters of confederacy that said the rule about states rats states rats girl um what is it um okay so yeah let's get to this part so apparently every single parent lost their fucking mind this week 
um, for different reasons. Um, I'm starting to believe Belmars's uh, theory that perhaps a whole bunch of people were just paid all over the, this, the country this past week. Yeah, like astroturfing. Because I'm thinking a lot of those people that appear on Fox News have worked for a lot of like big Republican think tank pieces. I'm guessing also other people who are not just follow the lead. Like, well, since these people are doing it, we should probably do everything. So I am very sus. And I'm also how much money it is to say like all these bullshit talking points. I want to know like how much y'all paying? <laughs> so we're, I don't actually want to do it. Um, But yeah, like y'all all lost your minds and you went up to the school boards and you said, you can't be teaching my child about X, Y, Z, whether it was critical race theory, um, sex education. There were a lot of people in Houston specifically, KDISD, I believe, and then also maybe, was it? No, Clear Creek. And in Clear Creek, yeah, Clear Creek oof. ISD. Yeah, I know, oof. Yeah, the place we went to. Um, <laughs> that um, were protesting that some of the books that were in the library, specifically, uh, I think one of the books that they talked about was called um, Jack of Hearts and Other Parts. And it's basically about this gay kid who writes a... Uh, like a, a relationship advice article for a paper. Um, and of course, all the kids in school start reading it. Um, and they're like, it's inappropriate for the children. Now I read some of it because I was like, what's so bad about it? And honestly, it's not that bad. Like the right. worst, well, I, and I only read a couple pages because I'm like, I'm not about to sit here and read this whole thing. But like, I read like maybe the first 10 pages, literally the worst thing that happens is that he says that like he like a bunch of girls are like gossiping about him and they talk about how they think that he had an orgy which didn't happen but they just said the word orgy it's not like they described in detail an orgy like they didn't do that so I'm just kind of like so like yeah y'all y'all went to school boards and you think that you should be able to control what books are in your kids is libraries and what curriculum is getting taught and blah 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 when you know good and fucking well that you don't you first of all you were somebody said it like amazingly like they were like education has not changed much since boomers went to school which is i mean boomer hello it's like 2020 that's like at least like 50 years so like that's not that's not that's not good right like like there's been no significant like mm-mm. so for one thing um oh wait let me stop I'm getting into my opinion um do you do yeah you- and I think I also wanted to add another thing they were complaining about mental health because I remember one parent was complaining about the fact that they I think was like a book about suicide and like mental health protection. They said, oh, you should probably leave mental health to the parents and don't teach them about suicide and all that. Yeah. And it's like, so do you think, so to their point, do you think that parents should take on more of these sensitive topics or do you think that schools should take on more of these sensitive topics, which would be better for children? I think probably be schools, but then I'm thinking if you don't like what schools are teaching, bruh, you can fucking homeschool. So that's true. <laughs> I just want to say these parents, fucking homeschool. And two, I'm thinking maybe not every one of these sensitive issues parents are equipped to talk about. Um, like for example, with sex ed, I mean, if I've tried to talk to my parents about sex, maybe it's very uncomfortable just thinking, okay, 
don't have sex or maybe you don't have that relationship with your parents or your parents are like super duper religious and thinking save it all till marriage and that's why in texas in the bible belt teens pregnancy rates are so high so (laughs) so i'm just thinking there should be like a non-biased source like at school to realize certain things are not uh appropriate because i remember reading about uh this one sub one reddit question when they asked about worst like shocking things you heard while you're in sex ed Mm -hmm. and you know uh like of course there's the funny ones like oh i didn't know semen tastes sweet doesn't taste sweet to me but another one would say like uh they're reading like anonymous question like you know sex supposed to be with your love which is okay because i have it with my dad and they realized that girl was being sexually abused so and i'm thinking they do need like appropriate language to express that know what's okay and what's not okay because i'm thinking no matter if we like it or not kids are not are gonna have sex especially Mm -hmm. that's puberty starts i mean because even in middle school and also in high school i knew people were having sex and doing it um even though this is the bible belt people do things or just do the hand job or finger loophole Mm -hmm. as long as not p and v it doesn't count that's right that's what they love to say child so i'm thinking you do need like a non-biased source to have kids talk about that because one parents are not always the best source to talk about it two they may feel uncomfortable and three maybe that's the issues like with sex and mental health um you probably need someone to talk about because maybe kids are not comfortable talking with parents about it or they may go to their friends and kind of like with kids around that age it may be the blind leading the blind or you can probably be in abusive relationships like oh yeah i mean every girl in a relationship should be sucking my dick or we should be having sex or else you don't love me and i think that's important to talk about like abuse in relationships to realize it isn't healthy or maybe sinister thought they realize okay what they're doing at home isn't healthy it isn't right and then you know a lot of parents will get in trouble i'm not saying every one of those is probably abusive household but you do they do need a good baseline to communicate that because i'm thinking stress is sucks because i know Right now, I mean, kids younger than us, I mean, kids our age, well, back in the day, well, I mean, the age that middle schools are at now, Mm -hmm. they're probably facing a lot more stress, a lot more everything. So when you have thoughts of suicide and everything, um, you can probably recognize that or like, oh, these signs are probably not normal if you learn about suicide, because if I knew about suicide uh, what I know now than what I know then, I realized, okay, I probably need to reach out to people and get help and realize what I'm having is not exactly healthy. And you don't always have that support network to always talk to. So I'm thinking it should be at schools as long as we're if, like public school, you should have a like way that kids can communicate themselves and like be more equipped to like talk about gay uh, relationships because I they said oh if you're gay you're most likely going to kill yourself or you have like a lot of mental issues it's not that about being gay gets the mental issues it's that like being gay in and of itself the way people treat gay people is probably right. cause those mental issues so mm-hmm. maybe parents may not fully be comfortable with like well I guess the issue is some parents that are accepting may not be always be comfortable because they know how people are going to be treated so I think you need that confidence they need that language because even talking to my niece Munchie who's like 12 about to turn 13 she has better language on how to like deal with like the lbgt 
LGBTQ community mm-hmm. at the time than I was. Like, oh, you know, I want to look non-binary today. I may be bisexual. I'm thinking, okay, how can you thought about that? Like, you know, girls, guys, but you know, she doesn't want to put a label on it, but she understands a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that's great that she has that language. And on top of that, she hangs around a lot of college students. So, yeah. so she was like a village child. So she knows how to handle that language better than me. Uh, especially at that age. So I think it's important that kids can probably want that at school because not IRE parents equipped to handle that. They're not. Um, I'll say for me, um, ideally, in an ideal world, the a school would provide a basis for all of those things, like a good basic sex education, a good basis like of mental health. They would have enough social workers on site or like mental health professionals on site to be able to help children when they need help, like to report something and things like that. But we live in America, so that is not what's gonna happen. And so I- States rights for from state to state. Right. like. Especially not in the South, like Belmar said, the mm, not care about making women have children. And then once they have them, you're like, fuck them kids. <laughs> uh, but like, I just, yeah, no, I, so I can say for myself, like when I was in like middle school and high school and stuff like that, um, like I had a friend who literally went through like an entire, ep- like went through an episode of like suicidal ideation. And I literally talked him through it for like in like almost two hours that night. Um, And that's a scare. And like, it's a scare. Obviously he didn't feel like he could go to his parents. So that was a scary thing to be able to deal with when you're a kid. Um, And it's like, again, like you said, it's like the blindling, the blind. I didn't know. I just kept saying encouraging things. And obviously right. it worked to some extent because he showed up to school the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. But right. at the end of the day, like, I mean, it's mental health is not valued. It's being valued more now than it ever has been, but it's still not being valued at a wide enough scale that is like is is socially acceptable and good to me anyway, to my standards. It's not, it's not because like I feel like parents still value this whole like perfect attendance. You need to go to like school every day or like, I can't deal with you today because I have to go to work. And so I think, yes, like there does need to be more um, money pumped into school for those kind of programs, obviously for better sexual education, obviously for better mental health education, because like you said, parents are not equipped for it. Like, again, like if it's the, the scale goes like this, if your parents are not abusing you, if it's, it's like on this end of the spectrum is your parents are abusing you, you can't go to them because they're literally the reason for your trauma or your mental health issues. If it's yeah. not that you go a notch up and in the middle here where it's like, they don't have time for your mental health issues and your trauma right. because they had their own mental health issues and trauma that they haven't even dealt with or they have a shitty job that's like encouraging that mental health issues or their trauma, or they're a single parent. They yeah. don't, they have to make money. Um, you may not have parents. You may live in a foster home. You may live in a group home. You may have like 10 other siblings or something that you live with and you don't, you, there's just no time for you as an individual. There are so many like situations in which 
a group of parents deciding to go up and try to change the entire system based on what they feel like they want their kid to learn. It's not about just your little yeah, or just their comfort. Right, just their. It's not about just your little Samantha or Jimothy, uh, Barbara. Okay, it's about they're not the only ones who go to your school, sweetheart. That those those materials, that curriculum, those few resources that are in that school, that may be the only thing that little Darius gets. As far as you know, learning about sex education, safe sex or like that he can healthy relationships healthy relationships that he can go to an adult if he has a mental if issues like all of those things those may be the only positive reinforcements that he gets and because it makes you probably not even your kid uncomfortable you want to rip those things away from kids because oh i don't like it it makes me my feces you know what i'm saying oh it makes my skin crawl girl don't even lie to me like i know you were the cheerleader in the back of the blue Teachers trying to make out with the whole entire football team don't come to me with that bullshit okay like so for me it's just kind of like you 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 think you're over here on this side of the spectrum where you're like oh I listen to my kids they know they can come to me about anything blah 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 no you're the controlling type of parent you're the parenting style in which and there's three parenting styles and I can't remember the name of the worst one right now, but you are the worst one. Um, <laughs> there's, it's like, it's, it's like permissive, um, author, uh, the permissive authoritarian authoritative. And you are the authoritarian type of like parenting, yeah. in which you control your kids. And that means the tighter you control your kids and the things that they see, the things that they hear, the things that they do, the more likely it is they'll end up like Carrie from Carrie. (laughs) Yeah, and also, I guess they also learned that abuse is not always physical. Could be emotional, could also be spiritual, financial. Financial, exactly. Um, And and abuse does not always look like I beat you or I hold every single like, like financial thing I do over your head or anything like that. Sometimes neglect and trauma looks like um, I'm the parent, do as I say. Yeah. And that's or it. even parentification where you're forced to take rules of a parent. Yeah. Um, which not always because I'm thinking you can love your parents and they can be faulty, but I'm just thinking just healthy ideas. Yeah. So yeah. You're the only thing that you're teaching your children by going up here and acting the goddamn plum fool is that they're right to not trust you. <laughs> Do you know how like sad that is? Like, even if it's just the back of your head, a child knows. I'd be like, oh, my mama went up to the school board today and she acted goddamn for God damn it. They'd be like, oh my God, Sarah, is that your mom? No, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. that lady. My mom's the Karen, like, oh yeah, that black guy that said he's pro-Trump. Yeah, that's my dad. He, he's a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't associate with that man like that's all that's literally all your truth is that your kids have a reason not to trust you and they're going to turn into the type of adults that don't tell you anything um that they don't want to have anything to do with you um and then you're going to be looking like why you're going to be mad at them you're going to be like like you're going to look around like why and you're going to be probably sad as fuck and the only person you'll have to blame is yourself because again you cannot think that controlling a whole entire 
like uh, I, I love analogies today it's like it's like you your kid is one flower and but you try to control a whole field of flowers just so that one flower and you're willing to kill every single other flower in that field just so your one flower can bloom and it's like ah! it would have been fine if you would have just left it alone watered it and let it have some sun but yeah and one thing i don't understand like i know with a lot of school board you have the option to opt out of certain things like i remember when we learned about puberty and sex ed your parents have to sign a permission slip say are you comfortable with your kids learning this shit if you don't they can like opt out so i'm just thinking don't they still have that it's not like they're forcing their kids like clockwork orange style say look at this oral gay sex or something like that so they're not forcing them to look at gay pornography Right. Like, just like the, the fact that y'all are trying to ban these books, nobody's forcing your kids to read any of those books. They're just there. And on top of that, the internet exists. So I'm going to guarantee you, they're probably fine other ways to look at worse stuff. And on top of that, there's Snapchat. So exactly. I'm pretty sure kids this age probably seen a lot more than probably what we've seen. Because I know Snapchat wasn't around when we were coming up. We were kids. It was not. And so I'm just kind of like, I need y'all to... I need y'all to get a fucking grip because you're so, it's the saddest thing. Um, I didn't take a picture of this. That's weird. The last thing I have is that um, Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty of all charges some fucking day of the week. Um, and um, the his um, defense team was attempting to get the trial thrown out on um, mistrial, which means that it would never be able to reappear, right. um, re- be retried. Um, the only thing I have to ask is based upon all of like the kind of, the kind of comments that the judge made, um, all, all the news stories that kind of came out the entire time that it was happening, um all the facts that came out do you think that the it should be retried I think it should be because from what I seen from the Kyle Rittenhouse because I came in and out of it and also with the uh trial of McMichaels in Georgia too mm-hmm. which is the killing of Ahmaud Arbery I mean the Kyle Rittenhouse prosecutor did such a shitty job because I remember he was asking him like so you play violent video games I mean as soon as he asked that question I'm thinking this guy's drafting that strong I mean I play violent video games but I'm not gonna like shoot three people let's say at a clan rally so it's just so frustrating to me and I the the prosecution did a big bad job. The judge, not gonna lie, seemed biased as hell. And then he has like alligator ass tears. <laughs> I can't get white woman tears, so here I am with my fake uh Brett Kavanaugh tears. Right. So yeah, so <laughs> fake ass tears. So I think maybe the Department of Justice might have to try him for something because I'm surprised because he was underage. A lot of the facts of the case. I'm not surprised that he got off. I'm not either. But, so you know, white, white <laughs> privilege personified. So, yeah, I don't buy his tears. The judge fucked the prosecuting suck ass at their fucking job. So yeah, I'm not sure if they appointed a special prosecutor for that case. So probably that's why he did such a shitty job. Mm-hmm. But if he did, then he's just a shitty prosecutor. 
Yeah, I paid as little attention to the details of this case as I possibly could because I already knew. Like the moment that that judge said that first stupid thing where he was like, you're not allowed to refer to the victims as victims. I was like, this is already a shit show. This is already a shit show. And I already know that this whole entire thing is rigged and he's not, no one is going to, to pronounce him guilty on anything. And so, um, yeah, no, I think honestly, I feel like the judge should be like, uh, like, slapped with something i don't know like well he ran on a pose for that judge position since 1985 from what i heard that's what i heard too and i was like this is why we need age terms and like term limits because like you old 1985 bitch like people were still like treating black people like second class citizens you do not need to be on a judge's seat like you no (laughs) hell no if your parents participated in um pouring acid in black people's pools um in burning down black wall street in taking on an ad in the newspaper for the um the the new york uh the killing the killing in new york for those four men anything like that you can't be on a judge you can't i don't want you no especially if at no none of it like because you have I don't believe that you don't have bias. I don't believe that. And so like, and just the entire time, like, I think I heard somewhere that said that the guy who bailed Rittenhouse out was related to him, the judge or something. Hmm. I think I heard that now. Do I know how valid that is? No, but am I putting it past him? Also, no. So like, I just, the whole entire thing just smells like trap to me. Um, and so I feel like, I mean, he needs, I, I, he needs to be slapped with something that prosecutor, again, I didn't hear anything about the prosecutor, but just from what you said just now, he needs to be slapped with something. Cause you need to just be slapped in general. What the fuck? Who starts off? A, a, do you play violent video games? Yes. And I frequently imagine that you are the person that I'm shooting in my game. Cause you're a dumbass. Oh, like, <laughs> What's wrong with you? Like, are you, why don't, I love how it's interesting that people are like, do you play violent video games instead of asking, do you watch violent TV? What about, what about violent porn? What about that? Like, do you watch violent porn? What about, nobody ever asked about anything of these other things, but you're like video games. That's the root of it all. What the fuck, bitch? Like, do you listen to the violent rock and roll music? Exactly. Like, nobody ever asked, do you listen to death metal? Like, nobody asked that shit. But, like, as soon as video games come into play, you're like, nerds and, like, violence, they don't go together. They just create revenge of the nerds. And it's like, that's not, that's not how things work. Like, I didn't, I can't say that I played a shit ton of violent video games, but I love me some Mortal Kombat. Okay. <laughs> like, so like, I'm just like that. But again, I have not gone out and killed millions of like people or like even several people. I've killed no one. And so like, I just, your theory is stupid. Like, yeah. <laughs> And on top of that, when the judge say, oh, yeah, you can't charge him for illegally having a firearm, which he was because he crossed state line. He was 17. He had to be at least 18 to have that gun. So as soon as the judge threw out that charge for illegally possession of firearm, like the AR-15, I'm thinking, yeah, he's going to get a not guilty verdict. That's what I'm saying. So this whole entire thing needs to be retried. I don't care on what. Make something up. You do it all the time for Black people. Make something up. (laughs) 
make something up because I'm tired of this. Like this is this was this is dumb. Like again, it's like that thing that we talked about every time this happens. Like you give one person victory, which I guess is Julius Jones, even though that wasn't really technically victory. Yeah, and then right, and now you're like, and now that means we get to free Kyle. No, fuck Kyle. Okay, (laughs) you know, but you we got you guys George Floyd verdict. Fuck him. Fuck that other man too. Um, he deserves (laughs) that shit. I'm just saying, like, if you don't throw this little uh fake ass uh vigilante right like vigilante batman having ass child into the jailhouse um into juvie something i don't know i don't give a fuck something so i never have to see him again y'all literally will be all like i don't want to ruin his future oh oh so he's allowed to snuff out the futures of two other people without any consequence that's what you're saying to me when you're like, oh, I don't think I should ruin um, this white boy's future. Um, yeah, let's put in the same category as Brock Turner. Again, who also should have been thrown under the jailhouse. Fuck that man as well. Oh, he's a star swimmer. I can't ruin his future. Oh, but you can ruin this other girl's future. For, right. for what? Just because she's drunk at a party? Yeah, I mean, if anything, the punishment should be like a hangover. That's it. I said that was that should have been her punishment. Like, oh shit, maybe I should drink so much next time. But that's with all within my right because I'm a fucking adult. Yeah, so, I know right now I think it's surprising that they're also trying to victim blame. Like, oh, these guys are pedophiles, so they deserve what they got. I'm thinking if they committed the crime, they should get a trial by their peers, not exactly. gunned down. Exactly. It is so interesting to me that y'all will immediately find some fault within a victim instantly did he know that does he have like a radar like kyle is that what you're trying to tell me that man had a radar he's like oh i can tell these people have touched children inappropriately let me shoot them fuck off yeah that doesn't justify their deaths i'm thinking even whatever crime they committed they also need to be tried by the correct protocol not just gunned down i think they also raised that i guess on the other pendulum side with a good trial that's going along with the Ahmed Arbery case because they said should you be murdered for uh stealing and also the fact is like so let me get this straight a man that's running away uh that's unarmed versus like three people with guns so yeah so the pendulum swings one way okay fine then well Kyle we're gonna go free but the three people get charged in the uh murder of Ahmed Arbery pendulum nah you better swing that pendulum uh all the way back the other fucking way and put Giles <laughs> in the fucking jailhouse bitch oh i'm done with y'all y'all are gonna make me sick um we're gonna take a break because my hair is looks awful and then we'll come right that what a shitty excuse we'll be back <laughs> so my Welcome back. It's time for our generational all-out battle royale. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, so the classic battle as old as time, boomers versus millennials. And I guess I got the idea from YouTube from watching some news with Cody Johnson. And they were saying, how screwed are we millennials? Ah. <laughs> so we can't, of course, there's a lot of the older people complain like, oh, the reason why you can't buy houses or anything because you're too busy buying avocado toes and addicted to your phones. 
Which I would like to point out that I don't even eat avocado since my mom eats avocado toast though, and she's a boomer. (laughs) (laughs) Loves avocado toast. (laughs) Because you see those classic headlines that millennials are destroying the housing industry, millennials are destroying diamonds, millennials are doing chain restaurants, millennials are destroying so many other things. I mean, I think the media should turn the thinking around that we can't afford all these things and that chain restaurants are mediocre as hell. That's right. There is a whole like thread on TikTok, probably the Gen Z of people just being like, you know what suck most chain restaurants. And they proceeded to list all like like Olive Garden, uh, TGI Friday. They list all of them. They're like they all Gillies, Applebee's. Me. That's right. They said I don't like any of them. <laughs> yeah, but like I agree, like a lot of people are like come over here and they're like, y'all are destroying the thing that we've created and it's like well martha did you ever think about the fact that maybe the things that you created are piss poor (laughs) and they need to be destroyed yeah and i think one thing that was great was raised with the uh pandemic was that uh how screwed our health care is especially in america because i know everywhere else they're probably doing way better than us they are they are yes so the fact that healthcare is so tied to our jobs yeah, that's everyone should be able to afford healthcare, whether you have a job or not. It kind of it goes with the thinking of the idea that unless you're contributing, contributing, unless you're contributing to the like economy, you shouldn't be able to exist. Um, essentially, which is not, it's not okay. Like I shouldn't have to like make you money to be able to live. You see what I'm saying? Um. Yeah, so that's yeah, so kind of like I do like Gen X's, the generation before us, kind of like fuck the machine. I mean, they like to call it the slacker generation. I mean, I guess when we just kind of pick up the ball and now we're like workaholics, because I mean, most millennials I know, especially our group our age, are like working, going to school, doing other things. So, kind of like the hustle culture, I think we'll probably talk a little bit more about the hustle culture and also how hard it is to get a job to a well-paying job a well-paying job that's right which also goes into the idea that we have to go into hustle culture because even if you don't have like a passion that you want to pursue and you make it a job like you have to have more than one job most of the time when you're our age to even make rent well, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, definitely. I think there's there's a lot of things that we are not able to do that our parents were able to do. And a lot of things that have been perpetuated because of the things, the ideals and the things that our parents built up, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, let's get into it. We can go right into the job market because I think that's a really, I think the pandemic showed us a lot of things, right? But the job market is one of the major things because people, I think, learns uh, through this pandemic that like they can make more being on unemployment than they can at a job. In some cases, like there were people going, oh, I'm sorry, did you say that I can make what? Let me let me go file today. Like I'm just saying. Um, yeah. And I guess what's so frustrating that people get so close to getting to the point, but they don't get like, wait a minute, 
people are making more on unemployment than at their jobs. I'm thinking, yes. So we need to get rid of unemployment so people can go back to their jobs. No, no. maybe jobs should pay more and right. people wouldn't go on unemployment. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think it's, I, <laughs> this might be a little tough topic, but like because of the pandemic, the PPP loan came up. And yeah. a lot of businesses obviously applied for it so that they wouldn't go under while, you know, they weren't getting as much business. Um, and somebody made a point uh, the other day to say, like, a lot of businesses will have now hiring signs in their windows, um, but they won't hire. They only have that proof up so that they can keep their PPP loan so they can fraud the government. And while I will applaud anyone that can find a loophole in government. I don't applaud <laughs> corporations who find loopholes in governments because fuck you. <laughs> Again, this is a millennial in me coming out. But yeah, like I, so like, a, like, the, like I said, the, it, it's the, um, the pandemic showed us again that um, we're not making enough um and like i'm not gonna throw a bunch of facts and fucking figures y'all can look that shit up like <laughs> yeah, I'm not. also from the more human side because i'm thinking i'm not yeah i'm not gonna pull out like statistics like 47 percent of workers thinking no fuck all that yeah. i mean i think another thing is about work-life balance because yeah. i remember talking to my partner where he works at an accounting firm mm -hmm. and they have this one lady because they work from downtown. She lives all the way in like Conroe, Texas. So drawing all the way from Rice. If y'all don't know what kind of distance that is, I'll give you an idea. I drove to Conroe the other day for a conference. It took me an hour and some change one way. Yeah, so like an hour and a half commute. So she she had to go to and from this office hour and a half commute. And, you know, offices are requiring people to come back in person. Mm -hmm. So she said, hey, uh, how about I just work from home or at least work from home 70% of the time because, you know, I live take an hour and a half commute one way. So it would be easier for us for me to do that. And she was a good worker, good accountant, turn in on time. And I think she worked for them for years. And the office straight up said, no, well, you need to come to the office. But, you know, through the pandemic, all those things they said they can't do, they did. Like you can work from home, especially people with kids, it's easier if they did. So they told her no, and she ended up quitting because I think now a lot of people realize, okay, I don't have to work this soul-sucking job. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us millennials are thinking, deuces, if I can do the same thing from home, why should I come into the office? And I'm guessing the boomer boss is like, grr. <laughs> I mean, but it is true. Like I... um. Like, for instance, my my company, uh, just as an example, we're going to a hybrid schedule, which means the only reason we're going into an office is to do collaborative projects. Um, and so, like, it's the adaptability of that that makes, like, working for a place, um, what's the word I'm looking for, attractive, right? Yeah. Like, it's adaptability, it's flexibility. And that's something that I've been, like, researching these sorts of things since, like, I first got into the workforce like I used to work for a healthcare company I used to talk about worth life balance all the time it's something that like millennials who like I will throw out one fact are almost 75 percent of the workforce bitch <laughs> or like that are attracted to and that they want in a company and so it's almost like was the pandemic like bad yes but it also just showed y'all hey 
I can do this work at my fucking house. <laughs> so I, yeah, no, I think, um, and I, I think the, the fact that I think that's a, one of the things about boomers, right. Is that there's no adaptability like, and that, and I don't think that, I think, I don't think that's necessarily just them. I think that's elderly age people. I think when they get older, feel like they cannot adapt or change or, or that they've almost earned the, the privilege of not having to adapt or change whatsoever. Okay. Like, because they'll be like, they'll sit up there in their little rocking chair. I'm just kidding. I'm acting like <laughs> boomers are like fucking like, well, some of them are 80. Oh, but like, they're like <laughs> decrepit as shit. And they're just in their little chairs and they're all like, I went through the Korean war and the, this and nine 11. And it's like, okay, bitch, do you want a medal? Like what? <laughs> And they'll be all like, I don't have to change. I made this cut. And it's like, girl, that's just lazy. It's lazy to me. Like as a human being to be all like, I don't want to evolve because I've been through the shit. So, okay. So have I like, what do, so have I, like, I just say you went through nine. So did I, I went through nine 11. I now have to get padded down. My hair needs to get massaged. Every time I go to the fucking, when I have it in a bun, every time I go to the fucking airport, like, do you think that's not yeah. traumatizing for a child? Like, it just, hey, And I have weed. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm thinking you're feeling on the track and the person is in black. They may not know. Exactly. And it's just kind of like, y'all it's lazy to me. It's lazy to be all like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't need to change you. You're still living. You're still alive. Why do you want to live a stagnant ass life? And that's great for you. Cause you get to do that because you set yourself up to have a nice little 401k and a, uh, and a retirement package while the rest of us are like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to stop working because yeah. Cause a lot of companies also like train out 401ks. And I don't think what's even scary. Cause we don't not sure how 401ks work for retirement okay. and considering a lot of these uh older generation want to say probably the generation before them uh i think the greatest generation i believe is called uh had pensions and i'm thinking a lot of the boomers are getting aged out going to retirement age and i think also boomers are also getting forced to retire earlier than they originally thought Mm -hmm. so i'm guessing a lot of these companies don't have pensions and i think also millennials played a hand in it but i'll talk about it later when we talk about uh gen z compared to us but i'm guessing another thing is that you know, millennials are starting a lot of things later in life, like mm-hmm. starting a family later. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I guess the traditional way the boomers try to sell us is that you buy a house, well, you get married, buy a house, have kids. And I know a lot of millennials who do that in reverse order or a different order. Like, sure, I can get the, I can get a kid and then probably get married and then get the house or just get the house and then get the kid or just, well, or any one of those you know y'all y'all know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah like you just x out anyone that you don't want you know right like um and yeah no that's that's true um and they and we get a lot of like shit for it right obviously from the like previous generation when you're a baby mama and you ain't got no house and the baby daddy's not around or something yeah. or like or the opposite way you have a house maybe you're not interested in having kids what's so fucking ever and like I mean I mean a couple of those things are happening right now just in my family in general my one of my brothers does not want kids doesn't want kids even though he was he's been fairly okay with like kids and he's like 
he he did it's not that he wouldn't make a good father it's just like he he considers it that he's too selfish to have kids and so right. built that way um another one of my brothers really wants kids but he can't find he like so this is how it works right the eldest one has a house doesn't have a wife doesn't have a kid the <laughs> middle one doesn't want kids doesn't have the house but is pretty is the closest one to marriage quote unquote <laughs> i'm over here with none of that shit <laughs> same key none of it I'm i mean like, only two of my siblings of two of my five siblings are married with a kid in a house <laughs> and then my oldest says my oldest sister stewie she has the kid um baby daddy issues and she's trying to work towards the house Right. I mean, she has a stable career. My niece is growing up. She's getting older. So yeah, it's kind of hard. And me, I'm thinking, hey, am I getting too old for kids? Because, you know, I'm approaching 30. Right. Fair. But sometimes, and like you said, that is the age when we have our first kid. It's like, we're 30. Bam. Here's the kid. Finally. <laughs> Even though like our parents were having kids at like 18, 19, 20. Like 20, they couldn't even drink and they were just popping out a baby. Like, woohoo, yay. Like, yeah, and I'm also afraid with like maternally for certain jobs. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I was arguing with my dad, like, because, you know, with the Build Back Better plan, would say, oh, we get to have like 12 weeks of paid time off. And you're thinking, oh, yeah, that's really bad for small businesses. I'm thinking, if you can't pay for that, then the business is there to fail. So, but. So, and I'm thinking no kids because I probably wouldn't have the time to spend with them. And I'm thinking you can plan to have kids. And when I say maybe I might experiment with like not having kids or being the child-free lifestyle, my dad said, nah, you're going to have kids. Right. Like, and so even when parents will act like they don't want that from you, right? Boomers will be like, because my parents are like that. They'll be like, oh, we're not going to push any of you into having kids. Bullshit. Every single <laughs> child that comes in their face, they are like, oh my God, a blessing, an angel, a gift from the heavens. And, like, and it's just like, girl, could you be even any more obvious in your want to have grandchildren? could you you? yeah and i'm guessing us millennials especially in the u.s because i know especially millennials around the world i mean we want to buy a house we do i mean i I think why not i mean the best way for generational wealth and to like build wealth when you're not like jeff bezos risk or like bill gates risk is to buy a house but even the cheapest fucking house is expensive as hell right and like i can speak from like so we are in houston which is one of the best how he's housing markets in the united states of america still yeah. houston austin Arizona, uh, so a lot of things with texas because you know yeah. relatively price living it's low and it's perfect right but i mean except our power grid <laughs> oh no our power grid sucks ass but <laughs> that's another argument for another day so um, generators sponsor us us, generators um (laughs) um but like there we've had a lot of influx of people moving in from california which has driven up our rent prices and housing prices um especially after pandemic because everybody from fucking california is moving here okay because california is expensive and of course I do have friends from California, but don't California up my taxes. So <laughs> they're right. coming to Austin, Houston, bringing a lot of tech. I'm thinking, thanks for the tech job, but then we have to deal with tech bros. 
Right. We have to deal with tech growth. And then we also have to deal with the inflation on the housing market. So right now it is a seller's market, which means they can hike up prices to exorbitant amounts. Um, and they will sell. They'll sell fairly quickly. Um, so like you're at, it will depends on where you are in Houston. But like, if you want a one story now, ugh, and it's nice, and like, it has all the fixings and all that, you're looking to pay at least three to four, probably more like four, you're, um, you're almost paying half a million dollars for a one story house, like not even a two story, don't even get into that. Because when you get into two stories, now you're looking at seven to eight. Yeah, it drops yeah. that much. Like <laughs> I'm even thinking about the house that I live in, um, because my dad bought the house back in 2004, so before mm-hmm. the market crash in 2008. Right. So you know, he built the house. It's a really beautiful house, and I think if we ever sell it, I'm probably gonna be hella rich because <laughs> it's in a good school district and it's a great two story house, and it's great for if you want to big old family to grow and how many people would sell their left hand to get a house like this it's crazy I think listen girl my parents paid less than 200,000 for that house that they built in 99 I think and I'm pretty sure they could sell it for half a million dollars right yeah. now if they wanted to so that's that's what I'm saying like because they're in a good neighborhood so like in all of that all of those conditions but like that's what I, we couldn't afford how like that's why in pandemic when you had the money everybody was buying a fucking house because they it was a buyer's market because everything plummeted <laughs> like yeah because and I think also people especially like if you live in the coastal city so like in California or you live in New York a lot of people like, you know what? I'm going to go and like sell my house and go to like Phoenix, Arizona or like, but fuck nowhere, Iowa. Cause you know, cheap area, a lot of land and a lot of these jobs can be remote. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean like that, so if we couldn't afford, and now like we've gone since we've recovered from the, from the pandemic, again, the high prices have gone back up. Like I know because I've been trying to look for somewhere else to live for the last several months. <laughs> like it has been stressful. My parents, another boomer thing, keep going, you should buy a condo or a townhouse. And I'm like, with what money? <laughs> with what money? Yes, I have enough money to have a down payment on a townhouse. Um, but you know, I'm just saying, like, what I can I keep up with the time? I don't know because. <laughs> I did y'all keep y'all keep just like maneuvering things to where I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to buy furniture or a washer dryer or like appliances or any of that shit to go in the townhouse yeah and another side of it is the rising cost of education because you know from the very young age they keep saying you need to go to college and Mm -hmm. now even today uh kind of like having a college degree is fucking standard it is yeah, so I'm thinking it's like just having a degree, you can't really stand out from the crowd. I'm thinking, no. okay, like I have a bachelor's. Okay, great. What else? <laughs> okay, oh. great. And <laughs> and I also <laughs> did internships. Okay, great. And <laughs> I also uh, sang for the queen. <laughs> okay, great. And we had five different applicants who did that as well. <laughs> yeah, and some people even have masters and PhDs. How do you compete? Exactly. 
all the so, time girl. and especially with my dad who came to this country you know he worked in and worked at miami and said that the crash per credit hour was like ten dollars and then on top of that he joined the military and then they paid for everything and on top of that he also came in a better time where you know pre 9 11 where they actually loved immigrants so and he said when he came to it they said like every time he answered a question wrong because you wanted to join the military say no you have to be a u.s citizen so they say like oh i like what's the answer to this question like oh it's this like oh no 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 what you meant to say was this so they're coaching him and then here he was he got the u.s citizenship so look at that i'm just saying like y'all have y'all have no idea how good you had it i sound like an old ass person <laughs> like you have no idea how good you had it and how good you have it Gee. so yes even with inflation you can probably work a, like a minimum wage job and afford like a two-bedroom apartment but now even with like a decent paid job because i remember when I, my first big girl job out of college was like a lab analyst and I only got paid $13 an hour. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that doesn't cover shit. So I probably have to like get like two, three other roommates for like a studio apartment. Yeah, and a studio girl and a studio is like 400 square feet. <laughs> yeah. Listen, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's the prices right now. I'm looking in several different areas. Do you know that the apartment complex I'm in right now wants to charge me 1400 a month? I paid eleven hundred when I first got here. They want me. They want to charge me three hundred extra dollars, and I'm like, for what? You have not gotten any better. In fact, you have gotten a little worse. And yeah, you know, rent prices go up, inflation's up around the world. So us millennials are feeling it in China, in the in Europe, and all that. And I'm guessing they can handle it better than us. But so, and I'm guessing let's probably turn the tide. So us millennials, boomers, and I'm guessing it's probably not just boomers, but I think also rich boomers that probably sell these boomers as why, and also fucking Ronald Reagan that said trickle down economics, where you know before Reagan came in, they were taxing the rich at 70 percent but then they cut it to 30 percent and i think even the democrats also at the time uh before we were a, a voting age said oh we should probably not tax the job creators because you know everything would trickle down no <laughs> no so <laughs> mm -hmm. no um so yeah. I think so, but I guess uh, another side, even though boomers screwed us over, I think it's mostly the rich, wealthy boomers. So I That's guess my true. father, who's a black boomer, doesn't doesn't have a hand in it, unless he voted for Reagan that I don't know of. I don't. Know. You didn't ask him that before. You? I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I would agree to the same thing, but I do think if we're not going to talk about like boomers in the lens of like politics um and like hustle culture and all of that because i mean i didn't mention this earlier but i fully wholeheartedly believe that like boomers created the idea of hustle culture for millennials to justify the fact that they won't pay <laughs> well living wage that's yeah, yeah that's a, sorry that's the thing i you can't yeah. i'm not gonna argue on it it's a hill i'm gonna die on like yeah. <laughs> so i'm guessing how are us millennials feeling like gen z 
And I think one thing about Gen Z, I guess what I noticed through my nieces that they do have better language on how to like uh-huh. treat minorities and LBGT communities than we had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also another thing that Gen Z would rather work for people that align with their views. Yes, and I yes. know for me, I'm just thinking, I just hate being broke. So I work for <laughs> big name oil company, even though my beliefs are dramatically different than what they believe in. So I think I had to applaud Gen Z and they said also we were screwing them with the gig economy. So I remember when the first gig economy came out with like Uber, like, wow, I get to work part-time and get extra money. And like (laughs) people working DoorDash, I'm thinking, how bad is it? Because I know with like our generation, I mean, you have a full ass degree and you're still like working for DoorDash. I'm not saying not making fun of them, but I'm thinking it's it just shows how hard it is in these streets. It is. It's hard in these streets. Like I, we had a friend who worked when she were, was she DoorDash or she was one of those delivery companies. Yeah. Either Uber Eats or DoorDash. Yeah. One of them. And I was like, what really? Like I, mm-mm, not me child. Um, but yeah. yeah, like, I mean, like to your point, like gig economies, have like really cro- I mean cuz Uber's not that fucking old. Wait, I'm gonna look it up. How when was Uber established? <laughs> this yeah, yeah, please because if I'm like in March 2009. <laughs> so we're like in ninth grade. <laughs> right, like oh lift established 2012? Wow, they were late. and then we had uber eats and then all these different companies start exploded so then everyone's like okay i can probably work part-time and just like get extra money on the side with like uber and lyft but then i'm guessing what people thought okay something that can get to get extra money on the side kind of became a full-time job and i guess what's even fucked up about these gig economy jobs they don't get benefits they don't they don't get benefits but again like Uh, I mean you yes we have a hand in that because we're the ones who are kind of uplifting that sort of lifestyle and which it's like yeah on the weekdays I go to my accounting firm and then on the weekends I drive an uber right but like again the way that our healthcare system is set up has nothing to do with I mean honestly who wait when did modern healthcare like when did when did modern healthcare begin yeah that sounds like a thing and when did like healthcare became so tied to their jobs because like when I was working for contract for one my when my contract ended so did my insurance I'm thinking shit I hope I don't die (laughs) tied to employment there we go when did healthcare become time to employment in the 1940s god damn Hmm, that's according to NPR um yes yeah, so that sounds like the silent generation's fault we're calling you out silent generation fuck you <laughs> yeah so it's not the boomers fault i mean that was already in place before my they were born because my dad was born in like 56 right boomers i think started at 40 something so they were babies so they had nothing to do with this um so yeah we're calling you out too, silent generation it's your fucking fault so <laughs> i think the fact is a lot of us but i'm thinking also the same time gen z we also didn't have a choice so i'm thinking i could probably be sympathetic on that part because i'm thinking we have no choice we have to like make money somehow that's what and I'm, I'm guessing saying. also getting the same type of coin uh us 
millennials love our cryptocurrency and that is um, adding more to climate change. The fact is like the fact that we're downloading and mining for crypto also burns more gas, burns more coal, burns more electricity. And I guess that also adds to climate change and everyone's concerned about climate change. So I'm guessing maybe Gen Z may look at it like, mom, you're hypocritical because you like to use crypto, but yet you care about the environment. Wait a minute. Can you even say the Gen Z are our kids? Well, I guess it really depends. I guess when you have kids, because I'm guessing it could be like generation alpha, because I guess it's like 20 years. For like there's 20, kids. there's supposed to be a 20 year gap in generations. Um, so for us, uh, we don't have any kids, obviously, but like we, we Gen Z are not our kids. You know what I'm saying? Like the oldest millennials would probably be but like I think that's mostly Gen X that made Gen Z. Yeah. Um, that, if I had to argue, that's what I would think. Um, yeah. but yeah. Um, yeah, but no, the kids are mad at us about that. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. So and I'm guessing another thing for a lot of us who gave a rise to like podcasting, streaming, and different types of service where we kind of like do this as like a hobby. A lot of us want to get like, for example, take for example, HelloFresh. Yeah. I heard of HelloFresh. A lot of my favorite like YouTube and podcasts, they advertise for HelloFresh. But HelloFresh is also known for teaching their uh, employees like shit, mm-hmm. uh, cutting out unions and cutting out benefits. And a lot of them kind of give rise to that. So I'm just, we do inadvertently like support like these bad companies like as streamers. And I'm guessing if Adam and Eve, like I don't know, use slave labor in Africa. I mean, that would probably, I feel a bit guilty about that would i would too i'd have to stop shopping there um but like i mean that's fair um i think also to that point we made this toxic ass like like social media presence a thing like so we i mean like we didn't get into social media what till since we, until we were in high school for yeah, older millennials, i know social yeah. media i guess you want to use like mark Zuckerberg because i think mark he's a Zuckerberg. Gen X or a millennial, he gave rise to that. And I'm thinking it was like Gen Z, they probably spend their whole life in the social media spotlight. Yeah. I mean, they didn't consent to like having their baby pictures or like pictures when they were born to be on there. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I have some embarrassing baby pictures, but got good thing is like in a trunk and like through the old classic Kodak cameras yes that's right nobody can see my baby pictures unless i want them to but that's a good point like um we i mean we we basically gave but we like so i you can say that millennials didn't create social media but millennials did basically millennials i think invented like cyberbullying Yeah, I would would argue that to a T that we invented cyberbullying and like I'm sorry and um like these toxic like relationship goals these fake parasocial relationships um with celebrities so I'm thinking okay where you stand these people like okay me and Beyonce are best because she likes one of my photos where in reality it's probably not Beyonce doesn't run her own social media. What's wrong with you? <laughs> like Anna liking something, stuff like that. So I do admit that the toxic rise of like uh, the toxic side of social media. Yeah, I think us millennials do have a hand in it. 
Yeah, and that it, it doesn't really have anything to do with anybody else. I think that's solely something we can blame on us. Like, and then the the Gen Zers just followed suit. Um, and now they're basically like essentially. So I want to say I think that the the Gen Z is fighting back against a couple of these things. Like, for instance, like as far as hustle culture goes. So like, again, I'm still sticking to the idea that like hustle culture was created as an implant in our mind from our parents. Like, oh, if you want to follow your passion, you have to do it after work, you know, after a steady yeah, job. Well, and you shit. always have to be working hard. The mm-hmm. classic capitalistic time is money. So I'm That's thinking right. if I'm just laying down here doing nothing, I need to do something to earn money. That's so right. great. I can probably make money watching Netflix. I probably need to do something like do art on the side, do something to sell something. Right. Everything has to be to sell something and i think gen z has come to the point there where they're like why but they're just all like they're like they see all this shit they see how burned out as fuck we all are and they're like "Ooh, i don't want that <laughs> like which is where that whole and we talked about this before in another podcast which is where that whole i don't dream of labor like argument yeah. came from where they're like hey uh that's cute if y'all want to work yourself to death but i just want to make money so that i can travel bitch like or something like yeah. that so i think that's one of the ways that they're kind of combating combating our overworking ass like um mentalities and shit like that um yeah i'm guessing the whole hustle to make it and then you can relax later because i know boomers kind of pass that down like oh i worked hard in my young years so i'm expected to relax when i'm in my 60s so i thinking and then gen x after them were like fuck that we're gonna be slackers and then millennials i'm thinking no we're gonna work our butts off so then you have like people working two three jobs on top of going back to school and it's kind of exhausting you just get a lot of burnout yeah i think so uh i mean i listen i like never even worked more than one job luckily (laughs) thank god but like I sometimes I'm like, okay, goodbye. Like I put a do not disturb on my phone now so that nobody can contact me from work after like a certain time. I'm like, don't fucking call me. <laughs> um, I don't even care if it's emergency. Are you dying? Are you on fire? Okay, leave me alone. Um, but no, yeah, I, I think they're actively combating that with that I, I don't dream of labor argument. And then I think um, people are way more willing to call other people out on social media than they used to be um and now i don't know if that's necessarily just gen z because gen z are also a bunch of trolls so like i (laughs) listen this is not to kiss y'all asses like we're we're doing an analysis here (laughs) like yeah and i think also i guess good thing about the generation like boomers i mean if you pay for a service we expect a certain things Mm -hmm. i mean yeah like the classic karen thing an argument and i and I admit, I mean, with my father, because I guess I'm a bit of a pushover. I'm thinking, you know what? I don't want to stress people who works in like the service industry, where it's like my dad's like, no, I demanded this. You pay for this. You're going to get it. And I guess that assertiveness is like great that baby, that baby boomers have that. They do. And listen, every single time, like I have an issue and I don't feel like being the bitch that day. I'm like, mom, can you please? <laughs> can you please just like do that? And she'll gladly, child. She'll be like, excuse me? like oh because we are very much like i feel really bad for this waiter um i'll eat this food that i hate because i don't want to go back um 
which is true yeah i'll give them that um but another point that i'll probably take away from baby boomers because i forgot to mention this earlier was that um mental health i yeah. don't think they care about mental health <laughs> sorry they don't and i'll and i say that from personal experience as well as just having eyes and ears um and living in america uh my i mean like i have like i've i remember i was in a job and i literally was going through a depressive episode and that job fired me and i felt so much better and my mom literally was kind of like okay like and i had said that i would never go back even if they offered me something and my mom was literally like what is wrong with you right and it's just kind of like what is no nothing is wrong with me now you know why because i don't work in a miserable cesspool of darkness that's what's right with me yeah and i think it's probably because they had to do it they have to suck it up and can't mm-hmm. be weak or they probably have well i'm guessing they do probably have faith in certain institutions like religion you know what pray about it be silent about it, suck it up. People have it worse than you and just move on. I'm just thinking it depends if they're getting anything about it. Cause my dad, I mean, he's open-minded to like therapy and he put us, my brother and I to fit therapy, like when our mom passed away. And I'm thinking, and now since he's like a disabled vet, of course you can be milking like PTSD, like, oh, like, and a doctor, oh, you have PTSD from your time in the war. Um, here you can go get DV plate. So he's happy now that you get DV plates, doesn't pay anything for the toll. And of course, this is Texas where people love veterans. So if I, every time I drive in his car, people are like, thank you for your service. <laughs> it's not a lie. Um, <laughs> like that's, I mean, yeah, it depends on, it definitely depends on your parents' circumstances. But I think for the average baby boomer, it's just like, I mean, you're right. Like they're just kind of like, they don't think about it. They're like, you have to do what you have to do. This is how the world is. Um, and I think, oh, cause they, to them, I think it's like a sign of weakness, yeah. right? And they know that the world is terrible and they're like, I don't want you to get eaten alive. But then at the same time, it's kind of like, well, you're eating me alive before I even get eaten alive, right? Like you're, cause your family's supposed to support you or at least that's what I understand from familial love. And so like- it's just like yeah no I don't think I don't think they care and I think millennials care a little bit more than baby boomers but I think gen zers care the most (laughs) yeah about mental health because I heard about with gen z's like young kids are able like I guess good schools care like oh if you need a mental health day you can probably take that I'm thinking damn that would have been great because I'm guessing we didn't have a language describe mental health because you know uh they're getting more knowledge like more kids are becoming ADD or ADHD and a lot of parents like oh there's no such thing as ADD when I was your age but in reality there was there always were people like that just you just call them stupid just like cast them to the side exactly I mean, now they have like understanding like oh like my little brother star dragon sd uh he has adhd and he's slightly autistic so he just processes things differently i mean he isn't mm-hmm. stupid or dumb he just processes things a little bit differently or he may focus on things differently as well right. so i'm just thinking once you understand that people can probably have like process things better or, because we know a lot of people who are really really smart but mm-hmm. then but also dumb in other aspects oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know so, and I do like the fact that Gen Z are 
putting like mental health for everything else and that mental health is just as important as physical health. And I know a lot of young people are trying to push for more like mental health coverage. Cause mm-hmm. like if one of my friends is having like a episode, um, like, you know, I'm having a depressive episode. I can't hang out the, you know what, that's fine. Take care of yourself. And we can probably talk about it later. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I just, I, I think, and I mean, I, I think, they're becoming a little bit more aware of it. Like you said, like my mom is like willing to go to therapy. Do you know how many years <laughs> I have been trying to get? <laughs> yeah. And I'm guess probably not to muddy the waters. I'm guessing, especially with like puts in like race and class, they just have like a certain idea of what therapy is. Right. Exactly. Like they don't like, I remember. So I went to school for psychology (laughs) and I only got a bachelor's guys. Don't get excited. And I, (laughs) but like, I used to like, if we we would have arguments or we would have discussions, I used to sit there. And of course I would throw out psychological terms. And a lot of the times they'd be like, well, you're trying to therapize us. (laughs) And I used to, I remember thinking when I, I was like a younger and I would do these things, I remember thinking to myself, wow, if you're this defensive, like you're using defensive mechanisms against me because you know I'm right, then if like a stranger with no bias is going to tear you limb from limb. <laughs> <laughs> read you like you're gonna walk out of the therapy session crying and you should so that she and like I think like and you're right like I don't think they have a good because my mom asked me a lot of questions like about therapy like when she started considering going to therapy I was like mom it's not as bad as you think it is like you just sit in a room and you talk like and you talk openly that's the point like you're supposed to be open with your therapist you're because you're not going to get anything out of it if you lie or you hide things the only person you're going to be uh hurting is yourself financially and emotionally with your unhealed trauma like so what so I was just I'm like yeah, and I guess a lot of things from previous generation, because I'm guessing you need to learn about generational trauma. Yeah. And I think when my dad went to therapy, like, you know, I have to apologize for how I treated you when you were younger. And I'm thinking you did the best you could with what you know how. And I'm thinking if you only been shown how one way of like suck it up. And then, you know, he talked to his siblings a little bit more. I'm thinking, huh, I didn't know my dad was abusive because his dad was super religious um from the England and like I think maybe from Trinidad because he said I say dad are we from Trinidad he said you know something adults talked about and I didn't ask so a lot of my family from my dad's side from Trinidad but he grew up in Barbados and he just didn't ask questions and you know he's very much hard hammer and he ended up running away from home come to America so I guess that hard abusive environment wasn't really safe for him to be uh, vulnerable and I'm guessing why he felt like people who cry are weak because I'm guessing it wasn't safe for him to be cry and like be weak and vulnerable I'm just stuck on the fact that your dad apologized to you oh man I can't wait till my parents apologize to me (laughs) wow I've never realized that was bad because I guess now I'm in a safer place where I can just talk to him like remember when you did this to me I mean but I'm guessing I realize now did the best they could and I know my mom who's a gen y had a lot of generational trauma and I know talking with my sister Stewie and how that kind of like manifested like over generations and I guess also watching Ayana Van Zandt realized mm. shit 
I mean, I didn't realize generational trauma because my de- my grandfather's boys will be boys had to translate to my mom who favored boys over girls when she was alive and thinking shit. Yeah, that's a lot. Like, I mean, I'm I won't go into my family's generational trauma. We're gonna be here forever. But like, uh, but like, as a, ugh, I need I need somebody to go. I need to go back to therapy, but like, I need somebody to go. I need them to go because like every time I try to bring up like shit like this, I'm typically told, um, I don't remember that AKA it didn't happen. So, uh, yeah. Mm, sorry, baby boomers. That's why I'm arguing so hard against y'all today. I'm kind of biased. Uh, my baby boomer parents have irritated me. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> whoop. Um, yeah. So yeah, or is there anything we missed on our list? I mean, thinking probably to end this on a more positive note, I mean, hopefully you can put it past like boomers, millennials, Gen Z, Zoomers past us and probably work together to make a better future. Because I mean, not going to lie, because us millennials, like we said, we're probably fucking up things for Gen Z because our over-reliance on hustle culture, mm-hmm. either intentionally or unintentionally, because kind of like same thing with like therapy, regardless if you meant to or not, you're still fucking people over. And I'm thinking our use of social culture to probably eliminate a lot of permanent jobs with benefits for Gen Z. So when they get into the job market, they may not have those stable jobs with benefits that that we are barely getting ourselves. Right. That's and that true. boomers uh, benefited from. That's what they, and that they won't let go of to please fucking retire. Like, <laughs> that's a no. Like, also that. But um yes uh yeah like I think at the be- at the end of the day generations are not real guys like yeah. they they made that shit up just to be <laughs> like more divisive and shit it's it's just older people middle aged people and young people that's it like that's and like unfortunately we're creeping up towards middle age <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But we're still young people. So it's literally just old people versus younger people. And at the end of the day, older people are always going to look unfavorably on younger people because that's what memory does. Like they're literally, again, and this like goes back into like therapy, they're just repeating the patterns that they saw themselves. And if you don't know you're in a pattern, you can't get out of the pattern. And so because we're more knowledgeable now, I think millennials and then Gen Z, please, please, please do your best not to repeat that pattern. Like I am trying to do my best, even though I think some of you Gen Z kids and some of you alpha kids are annoying as fuck. I also know that you're smart as fuck that you can make shit happen that like I could never dream of making happen and that you are like incredibly talented. And so like, I try to stick with those things rather than how I think y'all are annoying sometimes. Like just that's where I try to go with it. So please don't be coming to those crotchety old people that we have to deal with now who literally think that us just breathing is an inconvenience and that we're driving up the economy and are blaming everything on us yes and i'm thinking there are probably quote unquote woker than us because i remember talking to my dad about western movies and he said you know what i like about clint eastwood they always have one black guy in his movies and i know from millennial standpoint I'm thinking one black guy i mean why not every person being a black guy <laughs> yeah like that new movie Ooh, go watch regina the new movie with regina king that's a western the harder they fall something yeah watch that y'all there's yeah, no think- inward in it 
nobody says the n-word and i know that what's that man's name um uh, quentin tarantino yeah quentin tarantino is like shaking in his boots <laughs> yeah and so i'm thinking why not more black because the original cowboys were black so and i think also with the same thing with like gen z saying well, how can you let like eminem get away with so much shit i'm thinking shit why do we let eminem get away with right. so much shit we did we really did so like listen we're so, so i'm thinking that's probably like the era of wokeness i'm guessing and then we realized probably in my day that doesn't mean shit you should have got like more black people speaking roles but then also same thing where we like eminem or like a lot of misogynistic artists of our time think like yeah you know that's really sexist how he like talks about women and everything so i'm thinking yeah we did let eminem give away with a lot of shit and you know we give a lot of let a lot of people get away with a lot of shit like we really did like somehow we treated britney god that goddamn like i really was like not even that old over here thinking like britney is crazy she shaves her head and that was not a message that should have been delivered to me okay yeah. i'm guessing now they realize okay now we have better mental health and thinking first of all the paparazzi to bought the fuck off yeah. and thinking the paparazzi to realize okay you're the reason why bringing the way she is <sighs> so i am think that's great gen z for calling us out for shit like that too right and they freed britney so good job gen z <laughs> um <laughs> uh but like yeah just you know don't do to to your children what was done to us and just respect each other okay let's just all respect each other like respect is not a one-way street that you just give to your elders you can respect people of all ages has something to teach you okay i learn stuff about from gen z all the time yeah learn stuff from my niece munchie who's mm-hmm. like 12 so 13 and i'm thinking wow that's really insightful I mean, especially for her age, I'm thinking they're thinking about different things at different ages or even earlier, they have better language, better like things to think about. And I guess communicating that language to us is also great. So, I mean, I may shit on Gen Z um, and boomers a lot, but I'm guessing boomers are also a product of their environment, same way that we are. That's right. But that doesn't give you an excuse not to be better. Okay? <laughs> Bam! Everybody be better and everybody give each other respect. Yes. And we should probably work better for a better future no matter what age we are. Indeed. Because we all have to live on this circling little blue marble together. We. Yeah. <laughs> you know, before the sun explodes. Anyway, we're going to take another break. And then we're going to go back and do something fun. Yep. <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna play what time period do you actually belong in, even though we're both black. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess the rant, I mean, traveling back in time would suck. I mean, maybe we go super far back in time <laughs> when I'm guessing when they just said, I'm guessing before the time of like scientific racism and you start justifying and when you go into an area like seeing the first black samurai, like travel on Japan and thinking, cool, is your skin actually painted on or like, <laughs> <laughs> just thinking oh okay you're just from a different part of the globe and it's not just like oh you're inferior type racism yeah that would be cool i would go that's what i'm saying i would go for a short period of time i would go for like if i felt like it was safe enough there maybe a week and then i would come back i'd be like goodbye yeah i mean minus the disease and the dying and the racism yeah. so that's the one thing i'm afraid about going back in time 
Yeah, like somebody's gonna give me measles or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> or the black plague, and I'm not ready for it. <laughs> or like in Doctor Who, when they had that black painting, Martha Jones, and they went back in time and met uh William Shakespeare, and she was the original dark lady. Yes, um, I love it. But that. then all the scholars complain, like, no, she's not dark in terms of she's black, she's just dark in terms of her features. So, so like, black. Like, what do you there are such a thing as black features, bitch. I mean, the dark lady being a black woman. Oh, okay. So I guess back to the point of so yes, should we be living the roaring 20s or the fabulous 50s? We're gonna take this quiz and find out, y'all. Um, okay. The first thing it says is pick a TV show. Um um the the choices are rain from the cw game of thrones from hbo peaky blinders from bbc spartacus from stars victoria from itv stranger things from netflix mad men amc or uh black mirror from also from netflix Hmm. um actually wouldn't go back i wouldn't mind going back into the 80s to seeing like the peak of like michael jackson Mm -hmm. uh uh freddie mercury madonna princess diana in her prime thinking don't trust the queen <laughs> so which one you picking uh stranger things. stranger things okay that's what i figured i too am picking stranger things <laughs> okay uh it says pick a movie our options are breakfast at tiffany's shakespeare in love and marie antoinette the danish girl 2001 a space odyssey flash dance the gladiator or the name of the rose huh let's see i heard a breakfast at tiffany's and i'm just basing on these pictures i mean marie antoinette around this time yeah i think the french were kind of racist let's own haiti let's help the americans mm-hmm. i'm gonna say the gladiator okay. roman times just walk around with this giant sheet i mean that sounds very breezy it sounds breezy too, but what if it's hot as fuck? Then you're going to see my sweat. Anyway, um, I'm going to go with 2001 A Space Odyssey. Because <laughs> space. Pick a musical. Greece, Chicago, Les Miserables. The Phantom of the Opera, SpongeBob SquarePants, Jesus Christ Superstar, The Rocky Horror Picture Show, or Instawoods. Mm, I've actually seen everything but Les Mis, Jesus Christ Superstar, SpongeBob, and... Yeah, no, that's it. I think. Oh, then no, I, I haven't mean, seen the wrong. I, ha- I remember reading fucking lame is. I mean, I just got so tired of like in English classes, always reading like European literature. I mean, we read Amy Tan. That's the only, I guess that's technically Asian American. God, you read Amy. Tan? I didn't read anybody who wasn't white in high school. See, this is why, because I wasn't in pre-AP classes. Fuck y'all. You should have let me read. Yeah. Anything. And then we also read The Secret Life of Bees which I'm guessing is about a white girl who she thinks she's better than black women because she's smart. <laughs> but you, you little know, white girl. <laughs> but then she realized, oh, wait, uh, black women are important. And then they also worship the black Madonna, which I thought was pretty cool, which is just why like a black version of version, uh, the Virgin Mary. Virgin but Mary yeah, Virgin. yeah so. which Virgin Mary was black, y'all. Let's just, let's just get that out of the way. Um, so my pick is, um ooh, the rocky horror picture show only because yeah, i've heard between, things. yeah between chicago and rocky well yeah i'm gonna go with the rocky horror picture show yes pick a disney movie beauty and the beast 
a tale of as old as Stockholm syndrome. Wally, <laughs> Sleeping Beauty, where it doesn't matter if you're asleep, a man can still kiss you. Hercules, where you don't need a man to save you, but a man still saves you. The Aristocrats, 101 <laughs> Dalmatians, where there is such a thing as too many kids. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs don't live with a whole bunch of random men in the forest and Toy Story, which means your toys are just watching you, just like you think they are. Oh, fun fact that I learned about Toy Story 2. What? Toy Story 2 was actually saved by one of the employees who went on maternal leave. So the story behind it is that during Toy Story 2, they decided to go run this program and ended up deleting 90% of the movie, which took like 30 uh, animators two years to do. Right. And But that one of the uh, workers on Toy Story was on maternal leave, but she had backup save the movie. So that saved Toy Story 2. Which just means you should give us maternal leave, bitches. Make it happen. Make it so, Biden. Mm. Uh, okay. Uh, Let's see. I'm debating between Hercules and 101 Dalmatians. I'm debating between Wally and Hercules. Um, I'm gonna pick Hercules just for the muses because I love the muses. <laughs> yeah, because I think it was the first Disney movie that I seen with black. Well, first animated Disney movie that uh -huh. seen black people in it. Besides the underrated Black Cinderella, where a black woman and a white man creates a Filipino prince. Yes, the best combination. Do you scratch your heads? Maybe. Does it matter? No. Hercules. Oh, ancient Rome. You got ancient Rome? Hi. I got the 1980s. <laughs> <laughs> Which is as far back as I said I would go. They were listening to me. <laughs> I mean, what they think I'm Egyptian. So I'm thinking, oh, you're Egyptian. You know how, what, you wash your hands? Oh my God, you're a smart ass Egyptian. <laughs> They're like, oh my gosh, she's so smart. How did she also not die? Like with the, <laughs> when the plague hit, that's crazy. Like so we shouldn't shit where we drink our water? <gasps> Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> she says so much wisdom. They might think you're, well, no, that witchcraft wasn't a thing. At the yeah, that's before the rise of like Christianity. Right. So they might think you're something though. Maybe I got it. You never, maybe they'll, they yeah, don't maybe you well. got it. Or maybe I'll go back and see like different type of knowledge they had in like the African uh, kingdom, something. Wait, oh. when was the library of Alexandria burned? Can you save it? <laughs> <laughs> see, library of Alexandria burn. Burning, that was like in 48 BCE. So Caesar was to cut up a large Egyptian boat from the harbor at Alexandria. So probably that's when. So so maybe you could save it. <laughs> yeah. So it would be great to go back in time to see like the ancient world, like the first kingdom of like Nubia and probably just slap the people of Hoteps and thinking this what actually went down here you weren't all king. Some of us were just like average people just chilling. Wakanda. <laughs> you should just take pictures. And when people ask you what kind of device that is, you just be like, oh, it's a um, it's a thing. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Steal a book from the library and be like, I brought this back. Just create all sorts of fucking time shifts. It's going to be great. <laughs> what? Just like make the Africans colonize Europeans. I guess that would truly be reverse racism. 
<laughs> that's right you'd be like hey before they do this to you you do this to them <laughs> you'll come back the world will be completely different you're like what did i do <laughs> do i even exist oh no <laughs> oh my god okay well i'm done <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. As we said, I'm just going to go back to the 1980s and um, wear 80s fashion. Well, does that mean I get to wear leg warmers? What else do I get to wear? <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, you already have the jerry curl going. <laughs> They'll be like, how did you get your hair to do that? And I'll be all like, water. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm guessing now you also be in the peak with like Prince, um, other parts of Motown. So... But then I'm guessing just one to see your music would also suck. But also MTV would be actually playing music. That's true. They would. I would get to see that. Oh, exciting. All of these fashion looks exciting as hell. Oh, my goodness. And then maybe I get to witness some important moments in history. Oh, nice. I'm, yes. I love it. I can't wait to do my 1980s road trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's funny i can't take my phone though <laughs> yeah and then you have to do collect calls and then also there's only like eight channels <laughs> right like tv will go off and i'll be like what the fuck is this <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be small i'll be like oh, i just squint to see the future <laughs> And then computers are like giant bulky things. Yes, I'll be like, man, I miss my laptop. <laughs> yeah, I do admit that I miss like, I well, listening to music, <laughs> uh, wearing shoes. And then I'm guessing vaccines weren't invented yet. So I'm just thinking, oh, you have to get sick with a little bit of it and then you survive. Get like <laughs> getting all my shots before I go to the 1980s. <laughs> like, <laughs> land in like flu season or something, and like people will be like, "How are you not getting sick?" I'll be like, "Cause I got a vaccine host." <laughs> uh, just implanted in all of these people's ass. Be like, "Get your vaccine," <laughs> so that when we get here in 2020, they'll be all like. There was this wise black woman that once gave a whole soapbox speech in my town about how vaccines were important. <laughs> yeah, like fate Fauci fighting for HIV and AIDS. Keep doing you, sir. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Maybe I'll get to see my brother being born. He was born in 1981. So both of them, they were both born in the 80s. I'm like, oh, my brother. And then I'll leave. Yeah, I get. And then you get to see like Princess Diana. Well, because she died in the 90s. So I'm mm -hmm. just thinking, watch out for their queen. Don't right. go to France. Don't go to France. <laughs> this is set up. <laughs> Protect yourself. And then maybe I can just like hit Charles like once or twice. <laughs> like, don't be rude. <laughs> and then I'll be like to Harry, I'll be like, keep up the good work in liking <laughs> black women <laughs> keep up the good work because oh. well, his mom was always around come from around like black people and different types of people she was very popular with the uh i guess with the people of peasantry well i guess all the british colonies right all the british colonies yes girls Oh, can't wait to go to the 80s and <laughs> just fuck everything up. Oh, fuck. I mean, I wouldn't mind going to Woodstock, but then I'm just thinking how high everyone must be. Right. Like, well, I get high just from the fumes. 
know. Yeah, I guess the free love thing and screw the system also started with, I guess, the boomer. Well, yeah, like the boot. Well, the boomers weren't born yet, so I guess they weren't hippies. I guess those who were raised as hippies mm-hmm. were pretty chill. And then I'm guessing the '80s were around thinking, cut your hair and get in a suit. Right. But then the cocaine. Ooh. Ooh, the cocaine girl. Mm. Anyway, why are we just talking about this? Uh, we gonna go, y'all. Uh, have a good week. Happy. Um. Uh uh well i mean guess a happy thanksgiving um to all of the native peoples um i have a moment of silence for you um this upcoming holiday and all of the people and ancestors that you've lost um you don't have any family that you can go to you um have a friend to giving um if you don't want to celebrate Thanksgiving, that's fine too. Have a good week. If you get time off this week anyway, have a great week. Um, and please don't trample over anybody in Black Friday. And if you're going to Black Friday, wear your fucking mask. Okay? Yeah, like- <laughs> wear your mask and be help your fellow citizens because we don't want an world incident when you just want to get a TV. Right, like it's not that crucial. Be like Expedia on all these commercials I've seen recently um, where they're like, do you want the TV or do you want the standard picture that they have on the TV? You know, they always have like locales and like beautiful greenery and shit. They're like, do you want the TV or do you want the island on the TV? Ha ha, travel. Yeah, and I'm guessing, uh, damn, we should have put a whole episode of like holiday clapbacks against toxic families. Like, oh, is that your third plate? Is that your third husband? <laughs> we could do something real quick. <laughs> Wait, holiday clapbacks. <laughs> oh man, holiday clapback memes. Uh, just in case you run into somebody. Oh, there's holiday cl- on Pinterest. Yeah, oh. like, oh, you still, oh, Belmar, you still looking for a job? I'm thinking you still looking for a hairline? Burn, burn, bitch. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Somebody said, Lord, you don't, the auntie who goes, you don't need no more electronics. Nah, I don't need a new uncle every Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> when you gonna have some kids? Well, when you gonna meet yours? <laughs> 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 damn what did you use to dry those dishes yo cornbread <laughs> oh my god yeah like why are you always quiet you all why are you always quiet and never talk to family why are you always pregnant and never got a man yeah i am darn you're on your fourth piece of pie darn you're on your fourth baby daddy bitch <laughs> Yeah, even with like you keep eating that and you're gonna get fat. Say, I see you speak from experience. Oh! How you always have new shoes with no job? Why you always got a new man but no ring? Oh! <laughs> like, do you ever wonder why no one likes you? Of thinking, do you ever wonder why all your kids have different last names? Oh! <laughs> I see that attitude didn't go away. I see that your husband did. <laughs> <laughs> one person said grandma says pull up your pants me pull up your titties <laughs> oh somebody's boyfriend why are you acting like a child me why are you acting like you part of the family <laughs> oh 
was on that damn phone. You all was on that damn <laughs> Yeah, like I heard you were, your grades are struggling. Like, like that button holding up your jeans together. Oh, oh bitch. Girl, when you gonna find a man? As soon as you find your edges, ho. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so and well, you could always make up your own clap <laughs> back. So luckily my family are not too savage, and I'm only inviting the family that can make it and I like. So we don't want to be too much clapbacks. Luckily, girl. Um, last one though, because I have I have to read this one. Um, aunt touches hair. You got nappy hair. Me, my hair healthier than your marriage. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uncle stop going in and out of the house me stop going in and out of prison <laughs> that's right listen don't let anybody talk to you in any kind of way this thanksgiving okay you stand up for yourself friends <laughs> we will we will see y'all next weekend uh, please if you did clap back at your family please let us know in the comments <laughs> so we can laugh that's what we do. That's yeah. why we do this podcast so we can laugh. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, um, see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. Bye.